Bitcoin rebounds to above 21,000 US dollars. Namibia expects its biggest oil discoveries to help double its economy by 2040. And we talk Sub-Saharan's first social security smart card. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your Pulse and Everything Business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Uganda's National Social Security Fund, in partnership with Visa and Centenary Bank, unveiled a three-in-one social security smart card, the first of its kind in sub-Saharan Africa. The card forms a critical component of the fund's digital strategy, geared at leveraging new technology to improve efficiencies. Salma Ingabire, Country Director for Burundi, Rwanda, Tanzania and Uganda at Visa, joins us for this episode to expound further on how this innovation fathers the Africa financial inclusion agenda. This card is the first social security card in sub-Saharan Africa. How does this father the financial inclusion agenda? So it means a lot for Visa. Uh, and it's in line with our inclusivity values uh, in terms of uh, financial inclusion, the plans that we have. And uh, today, if we are launching an NSSF uh, smart card with Centenary Bank, obviously, it's a big thing. It's a big deal for the country and not for the premium people or for the usual people you know who uh, using the plastic card or even a digital card, but for even the underserved, the underbanked, the average Ugandan citizen will be able to use a Visa NSSF Centenary card. So it's exciting moments for Uganda, for Visa, for the region. And the fact that it is the first ever NSSF or Social Security Fund card that we are launching not only in the East African region, but in the whole Sub-Saharan African region. That is a big deal. And we hope it becomes a best practice for other um, social security fund organizations across the region. You talk about ecosystems and their immense contribution to the financial inclusion agenda. Can you elaborate on this further? Financial inclusion is a broader topic. And I don't think there is one single person or one single organization who has cracked it properly because it touches the masses, it touches the people. So um, our approach as Visa to financial inclusion, first of all, is through collaboration, through partnerships uh, with the government, with the regulators, with our bank partners with any payment stakeholder who is in market so that we can create what we call an ecosystem. So once you have an ecosystem and you cannot build an ecosystem alone as Visa, we are good at technology, we are a network, but we also need those partners. We need the regulators to guide us on how best the people will take up the product and that's how we achieve financial inclusion. So for us, it's from an ecosystem point of view. It's from a partnership and collaboration point of view. And especially with the guidance of the government and the regulation um, in the country. We have seen a growing partnership between Visa and Fintechs. How will this define the future of payments in Africa? I think we've started already with the future. Because at Visa, we have a program we call um, 
visa fintech fast track program. So because we visa, we have been in the payment for more than 60 years. Uh, we can't uh, assume that somebody was just started um, a company five years ago will have the same knowledge or will understand the complexity that goes um, behind, you know, how card processing works, transaction processing. And we have given consideration to those companies because they're the future of the payments, they're the future of the digital. And through that program, we want to partner with those uh, fintechs. And when we say fintech in Visa, we also talk about telcos. So the Vodacoms of this world, you know, the other telcos. So we want to them to come to our network, to the Visa network. And through that program, we want to fast track it, like it's called a FinTech Fast Track Program, which means it's going to take less time, less headache, and quick to, uh, faster to market um, in terms of getting a solution. Whether it's virtual, whether it's digital or plastic, it has to get there on time and has to get to everyone. That was Salma Ingabire, Country Director for Burundi, Rwanda, Tanzania and Uganda at Visa. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast a new special report by the International Energy Agency says crippling spikes in energy prices underscore the need to accelerate the scale-up for cheaper and cleaner sources of energy. The Africa Energy Outlook 2022 says Russia's invasion of Ukraine has sent food, energy and other commodity prices soaring, increasing the strains on African economies already had hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. According to the report, the overlapping crises are affecting many parts of Africa's energy systems, including reversing positive trends in improving access to modern energy, with 25 million more people in Africa living without electricity today compared with before the pandemic. The report shows that provision of modern and affordable energy to Africa can be achieved by the end of this decade through annual investment of $25 billion, the amount needed to build just one new liquefied natural gas terminal a year. The Africa Energy Outlook 2022 explores a sustainable Africa scenario in which all African energy-related development goals are achieved on time and in full. This includes universal access to modern energy services by 2030 and the full implementation of all African climate pledges. According to the report, achieving Africa's energy and climate goals means more than doubling energy investment this decade. This would take up to 190 billion US dollars each year from 2026 to 2030 with two-thirds going to clean energy. Namibia expects its biggest oil discovery since independence to help double its economy by 2040. Total Energies in February said it had made a significant oil discovery off the coast of Namibia, three weeks after Shell announced a find off the southwest African nation. Explorers have drilled more than a dozen exploration wells in search of oil and gas. Consultants Wu McKenzie estimated the combined recoverable finds at almost 4 billion barrels. Total Energies and Shell executives have warned that the discoveries still await an appraisal stage to accurately determine their size. The $11 billion economy is banking on the discoveries to boost its budget and create more jobs in a nation with one of the world's largest unemployment rates. 
with countries and companies pledging to hit their net zero targets around 2050. Namibia has about a decade to develop and make the most of the recent fines. The oil and gas sector is also known for lengthy developments, particularly in areas that don't have established infrastructure. Namibia plans on reaching production by 2028 if the process is accelerated. Over 90% of African CEOs are confident Africa's continental free trade pact after will have a positive impact on their business. This is according to a new survey by the Pan-African Private Sector Trade and Investment Committee, PAFCHAC. The results of the survey of African CEOs from 46 countries released last week shows that after will have a positive effect on intra-African trade levels as early as 2022-2023. It also highlighted how African businesses see opportunities in external markets. The African Continental Free Trade Area is a flagship project of the African Union's Agenda 2063, a blueprint for attaining inclusive and sustainable development across the continent over the next 50 years. The survey provides a unique insight into the challenges and opportunities that exist in trading in Africa and serves as a barometer for the private sector sentiment on the African trade and the African Continental Free Trade Area. And a quick look at the markets. Bitcoin rebounded to above 21,000 US dollars as dip buyers emerged to blunt a massive meltdown that sent the world's most traded cryptocurrency to levels not seen since June of 2019. Gains were widespread with Ethereum crossing above the critical 1,000 US dollar level, while Binance Coin added roughly 2%. Still concerns about the regulatory crackdown on signs of a global recession triggered by an aggressive tightening from major central banks rattled sentiment. Bitcoin has tumbled more than 30% in June, putting it on track for a third consecutive monthly loss. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at With Adong. <laughs>